Welcome to the Perfecting Your Practice podcast, where we will talk about finance for the healthcare professional and medical practice owner. This series is brought to you by Bankers Healthcare Group, the leader in financing solutions for healthcare professionals. Since 2001, BHG has worked with more than 100,000 licensed practitioners to help them reach their financial goals. Perfecting Your Practice is designed to talk about ways you can invest in your career and practice in order to set yourself up for success. Now here's your host, Chris Panabianco, Chief Marketing Officer at BHG. Welcome to the show today. If you haven't already heard, then let me be the first to deliver some good news. This pertains to your credit score. It just went up, and you didn't even have to do anything. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode. I'm Chris Panabianco, Chief Marketing Officer at Bankers Healthcare Group. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, April Brissett, who is our Chief Credit Officer. I've known and worked with April for almost a decade now, and we've had her as a guest on our podcast a few times before. So we're very delighted to have you. April, welcome. Thank you, Chris. For all of our listeners, why don't you give them a little bit of background on yourself? Sure. Well, as Chris said, I'm the Chief Credit Officer at BHG. I have been with the company for almost 12 years now. Um, what I do there is I oversee the credit and funding departments. Uh, that's about 42 people right now in multiple locations. And so throughout the course of my career with BHG, um, I've seen over a billion dollars in, in small commercial loans, and that means I have seen a lot of credit reports. So I know a lot about the topic. All medical professionals? All medical professionals. What's something that stands out? What's What stands out to me separately from, let's say, working at a bank is that medical professionals, there seem to be a divide. They either are very much on top of their credit or they have no idea what's going on with it. And there's really not a lot in between. So hoping that today we can educate people a little bit more of not only what your credit score means, but the impact it has on your financial health. Sure. And why don't you kind of take us through that before we get into the nitty gritty here? Give our listeners our listeners a high-level overview about what their credit score is and why it's important. Sure. So your credit score, in my opinion, is really it's the single most important part of your financial health. Um, it has such a tremendous impact on your ability to borrow and if you can borrow on how much that is going to cost you in terms of interest rate and fees and, and how a lender will view you as a credit risk. Um, I really wish that in college these days, it was almost a required class to take about how to manage your credit because it's so important whether you are working for a hospital um, and someone's doing a background check on you or whether you're looking to start your own practice and you need some financing. Either way, your credit score and the importance of that will definitely play a role um, in your future as a healthcare professional. So give me some areas that you see people are using credit because some people might think it's just when I go to get a house or I get a car. Where else are you being looked at? Right. I mean, credit. yep. So your credit can be used in any form of a background check. So when you're going to get a job at, let's say, a hospital, a lot of these larger surgery centers and hospitals are doing background checks on their healthcare professionals just to see, you know, it's a sign of your character, really. Um, whether it's an employer or a lender that's looking at you, they look at your your character in terms of how you pay your bills. And if they see that you filed bankruptcy or you have tax liens or you're late on your mortgage, um, they view that as a risky hire um, because they can translate that into how you will work as an employee and how diligent you are about crossing your T's and dotting your I's. So it really can have so much more of an impact on you than just, can I get a mortgage? Do you think most people, again, you're looking, you've looked at over a billion dollars uh, in credit approvals. What, what, what are people saying? Do they, do they realize that, that, that they're monitored, they need to monitor their credit? Is it common? Do what do you get? What do you get from people? Yeah, it, it's interesting because like I said, people either 
are very much on top of it or they are really kind of clueless. And so a lot of healthcare professionals, since they're so busy, they're delegating that paying of the bills and managing those things to, let's say, an office manager, their CPA, sometimes their spouse. And if that person is not on top of things, then their credit can definitely get impacted by that. And so if someone else is handling paying the bills and you're not checking your credit to make sure that everything is where it should be, you could go months or years with with terrible or incorrect information on your credit report, which we'll talk about today, without knowing it. And that can have such a tremendous impact on your on your borrowing power, really. How do tax liens play into it? So until recently, um, tax liens had a major, major impact on your score, and they, they still do today. Uh, public records, and that's what a tax lien is, is a public record, has a very large impact on your score. So not only the fact that it's present, but how recently it happened, the dollar amount, and how long it's been sitting there unpaid have huge impacts on your score. So I would say next to bankruptcy, a tax lien is the worst thing that you can have on your credit report. Wow. What per, on a, as a ballpark, what percentage of people have that that don't even realize it? About Well, according to the research I've done, about 10% of people have oh. that and had no idea. And a lot of the time, it wasn't even their tax lien. And that's what prompted some of these changes in the scores that we'll talk about. So if it wasn't their tax lien, mm-hmm. where, where did it come from? So that's part of the problem here is that the bureaus were reporting public records without having enough identifying information for that person. So let's say they didn't have their full social date of birth and full name and address, and they only had maybe two of those things. So if there are two Chris Pandabiancos in New York State and they don't have a social security number or date of birth or another personally identifying trait, they were reporting that to a Chris Pandabianco and hoping they had the right one. So if you if there's another one with that name and they're not checking their credit regularly, all of a sudden they go to apply for a mortgage and the, the lender says you have a tax lien. You know, and then the the process of disputing that is laborious, and it's something nobody wants to have to do. That's what I was just going to ask you as a follow up. What, how long of a process? As you said, it's laborious. What do you have to do? I'm not sure if you know off the top of your yeah, head. Yeah, sure. Uh, the process of actually disputing it is a simple form that you fill out, but then it gets lost in cyberspace somewhere until somebody from the bureau decides to call you and follow up on that. And that's what the frustrating part is. If you're being held up from some sort of financing because of this, it could be months and months and months before it finally gets resolved. And you have to somehow prove that that's not your debt, which is hard to do when it's not your debt. Guilty until proven innocent. <laughs> right. All right. right. So we, we started off a little bit on the negative and the concerns on credit. Just this year, we saw that a lot of people have seen that their credit scores has gone up. have gone up. Why is that? So what happened is the CFPB, which is the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, um, they did some research and determined that these bureaus were not adequately making sure that the right person, they had the right person for these public records. They, they didn't have enough identifying information. Um, for a lot of the consumers. And as a result, like I said, there was some incorrect information being reported. So um, a lot of the, the, all three bureaus got some pretty major fines earlier in the year um, for just not having the right quality control practices in place and for kind of misleading some of the consumers about their scores and then also not handling that dispute process the proper way. Um, so as a result, what happened is they were forced to change the way that they were reporting these medical collections, tax liens, and public records, where they have to have a certain amount of identifying information to be factually sure that they have the right person that they're reporting on. As a result of that, 
a lot of these public records that were out there had to be removed from people's credit reports if they could not say with 100% accuracy they had the right person. So that's what happened, and that's why a lot of people's scores went up, because all of those public records were removed all at the same time from credit reports. Is that an unusual thing to have happen to where they have to change their approach, meaning the, the credit bureaus? Yeah, I mean, the, the algorithms and the methodology behind the scores are constantly changing, but in terms of a, a across-the-board change like this, I've never seen one of them in my, in my time in the, in the finance industry. I've okay. never seen it. With that said... What are some of the things, again, that you can look at? We'll talk in a minute about what the difference is to healthcare professionals and business owners. But again, as I sit here talking with you today, my mind's going, I want to go back and look at my credit report. I've noticed that you know, using Credit Karma or going online uh, to any of the other bureaus, my credit scores have gone up. Is it something that you should go and log into these sites? What? How can you go check that? Walk me through that. Sure. Well, you brought up my, um, I'm a big fan of Credit Karma. Um, so I'll talk about that for a minute here. And we've all seen the commercials for annualcreditreport.com, freecreditreport.com. Um, and those businesses, they do offer you a free copy of your credit report, but it often comes with, you need to enter your credit card information and then like an auto bill thing starts. Every three months they're going to bill you unless you cancel it. Um, you know, and a lot of us are busy and we forget to go in and do that. So the beauty of Credit Karma is that it is truly a free service. You don't enter any credit card information. Um, you will never be asked to pay for anything. And they really, they earn their money from people advertising through their app, right? So if you log into Credit Karma once you've signed up, you will see offers of different credit cards, offers from mortgages, offers to refinance certain debt based on what they see on your specific credit report. Um, but what it also gives you is access to your credit report 10 times a day if you want to. Um, you'll never have to pay for it, and it's constantly updated on a daily basis. So I'm, I'm a really big fan of that because you'll also get alerts every time a new inquiry is put on your credit report, a new account is opened, an, an account is closed, any sort of derogatory mark is added, you will be instantaneously alerted of that. And that can make the process a lot quicker, especially if you need to dispute something. And for someone who, before I worked at BHG, I don't think I could read a credit report and understand all of the different elements. And I would imagine a lot of our listeners haven't either. So something like Credit Karma makes it a lot easier for you. What would you say to look for if you're someone that doesn't have Credit Karma and you actually have a printed out copy? What should you be looking at? You want to look at first and foremost, are there any public records? That's where I would focus first. Is there a tax lien, a medical collection, a bankruptcy, something there that doesn't really belong to you? That's That will have the biggest impact on your score. The next area I would look at is the um, amount of accounts that have ever had a late payment. Um, this will all be summarized at the very top of your credit report. Um, and then investigating those further if there's anything there that you don't think is accurate. Um, and then the third thing that I would look at is the revolving availability that you have. So for every $10,000 in credit card lines you have, what percentage of that are you using? That has a pretty big impact on your credit score. Um, we can talk about that a little bit more in depth later. Um, and then the fourth thing I would say is to look at the inquiries. Make sure that anybody who has actually pulled your credit, that you gave them permission and there isn't somebody out there erroneously pulling your credit without your knowledge. It is important to note that when you're pulling your own credit through Credit Karma, that's not showing up as an inquiry. It is not affecting your score. So it, you, you don't have to be nervous about going in there once a week to check it. Okay. Question for you. With the recent... Uh data breach that one of the major, uh, I think it was Experian, had. Uh, 
is it a wise idea to freeze your credit? A lot of people I've talked to, they've frozen their credit because of that. You know, the knee-jerk reaction is someone had a data breach. Oh, my gosh, you know, they stole my information. What do you suggest there? We actually run into this just about every day um, with our healthcare professionals that have a freeze on their credit. And that, you know, if you are somebody that is particularly anxious about that, I don't think it's a negative thing. You just have to be willing to deal with the hassle of contacting the bureau and removing that freeze each time you want to apply for credit. So if you're if you're willing to do that, it is an extra safeguard that you can take. Um, however, like I said, if you if someone pulled your credit today and you had Credit Karma and hadn't given them permission for that, you would know the instant second that it's happening. So it, they're both great ways to stay on top of it. Um, one just causes a little bit more of a hassle on your end. That's all. So if I see that there's uh, an inquiry on my credit that I didn't authorize, what mm -hmm. do I do? You can dispute that. Now, that's another thing that Credit Karma offers. It sounds like I'm working for Credit Karma. I'm not. <laughs> Um, you haven't you, <laughs> you haven't heard my outro at the end here. You can dispute anything right within the app, okay. which makes it very, very simple, and they walk you through it. But otherwise, you would contact the Bureau directly. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. So, you know, we want to re relate this back. If I'm a healthcare professional or a business owner uh, listening, what does all of this mean? So we've talked about different things that make up our credit and the importance, but what does it mean with the increased scores and all of the monitoring and the changes that have gone on? Mm-hmm. I would say what it means, the biggest impact I think it's had is access to credit for some of these people. So as a result of these fines and these new practices that had to be put in place, um, about 95% of judgments were removed from, from people's credit reports. And 95% what, what, of judgments? Yes. Wow. So what a judgment could be from a, a state. It could be from a county for not paying your property taxes, let's say, or it could be your neighbor suing you for putting your fence on their property line. It could be any number of things. Um, but about 95% of those were removed and about 50% of tax liens were removed. So we're talking about about 10% of consumers out there were affected by this, and some people's scores changed by up to 40 points, and that's substantial. That is a big difference. Can you walk me through, so a lot of our listeners, and even myself, when you talk about, you know, hey, I need this great credit score, I'm going to buy a house, or I'm going to get a car, it comes down to interest rate. Can you walk us through what the importance of the lowest possible interest rate. Everybody knows, oh, I'll save money. But mm -hmm. can you give us some examples sure. of what that actually would look like? Yeah, if you if you stop and really let these numbers sink in, you'll you'll really understand the importance of your credit score. So let's take someone that had, let's say, a 680 last year, and they had a tax lien on their credit report that didn't belong to them. They didn't know about it, but they went out and they bought a house last year. Um, the median price for a home in the U.S. right now is $200,000, so we'll use that for round numbers. Um, and in October of 2017, the average mortgage rate was 3.9%. Um, right now, that's obviously gone up as rates continue to rise. But let's say that they couldn't get that mortgage a year ago because they had a tax lien and their lenders wouldn't give them a loan. Fast forward to now, the, the tax lien gets removed. Their credit score goes up to, from a 680 to a 720, but now the mortgage rate is 4.85%. If you look at how much that borrower is repaying over the course of that 30-year mortgage, it's a difference of over $40,000 that they're paying back because of that 1% increase in the interest rate as a result of their credit score being lower. So it might not seem like a bit, oh, it's one point. It's over $100 a month in your mortgage payment, and it's $40,000 over the life of that loan. 
because of one thing on your credit report that isn't accurate. So that's that's really where it the it's like the wow factor. Like holy cow, I couldn't I didn't know that it would have that much of an impact on me. And obviously, if if it's an auto loan or something like that, it's a smaller impact because it's a lower dollar amount and a shorter term. But you know, this could really be the difference between not getting approved for a mortgage or getting approved. Or maybe it's well, we're willing to give you one hundred and fifty thousand, but the house you want is one hundred and seventy thousand. We're not willing to give you that. You need to have twenty thousand dollars down. We need a, a better loan to value. We need more collateral. It could be any number of things. Even on the business side, when you're let's say looking to acquire a practice, lenders have credit boxes. Almost every lender does. And if you fall, if you're within a bank versus a finance company, it's pretty black and white. They have a chart, and if you fill within this this range of credit score, this is your interest rate or this is your box and this is what collateral you have to have or down payment or a cosigner. And so if your score has fluctuated down 20 or 30 points, that could put you out of the approval bucket or it could put you in a bucket where you need to have 20% down versus 10% down or maybe you need more collateral. So, you know, 20 points might not seem like a big difference in the grand scheme of things, but from a lender's perspective, it's substantial and it could really have huge, huge impacts on your financial health. And it's not just borrowing ability. It's also what could you do with that $112 a month, that 40000 over the life of the loan. That's, you're exactly. talking about retirement. Right. That's Absolutely. Or you're talking about cutting off you know, five years of your mortgage by taking that 40000 and making extra payments every month. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It can impact when you can sell that home based on how much you owe on it versus what the market says it's worth. It's the same thing with your practice. You know, If you're paying a higher interest rate on your practice because you borrowed money to purchase it, you're paying that down slower because your interest is higher, right? So if you want to retire or sell that practice, you now owe more on your loan than you should have. And so you're walking away with less cash. So just it, it, the larger the loan amount and the longer the term, obviously the bigger impact it has. But that's just an example of a 1% difference in your interest rate. It's, and when you get up to the 7 8%, 9%, it, you'd be blown away at, at the difference in what you're repaying. That's, a, that's shocking. And I think it's very important for everyone who's listening to take that to heart and find out whether you're working with your CPA or anybody on your office staff that is handling that are handling your bills, you know, to to commonly sit down and have a, a checkup on, hey, our bill's getting paid. What are we doing? Can we put more money towards XYZ? What are we signing on for? Because that really can have detrimental impacts. Or it could be on the flip side, Correct. if you're doing the things you said, you know, you're gonna improve and you're gonna save money. So now you have other options. Mm-hmm. So just a wealth of information. Uh, and just to, to give you a quick plug, we've had you on a couple other podcasts. You can find them. And we're also featuring on our blog uh, another article about the three reasons your credit score is rising. Um, April's always available. April, how can people get a hold of you? Sure. They can reach out to me via email. It's april at bhg-inc.com. Um, you can also go to the BHG website and click on my information there, or you can always give me a call. Excellent. Well, April, I really appreciate it. That wraps up our show for today. If you'd like more information on this topic, you can go to perfectingyourpracticetoday.com to read our blog post, Three Reasons Your Credit Score is Rising, and you can also get some of our back episodes. We'd love to continue the conversation and thank our listeners for tuning in. If you have any thoughts, comments, or opinions, feel free to shoot me an email at podcast at bhg-inc.com. I'd love to hear from you. That's all for today. Appreciate you listening. Have a great one. For episode notes and worksheets, please visit perfectingyourpracticetoday.com. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your peers. Thanks for listening to the Perfecting Your Practice podcast, presented by Bankers Healthcare Group. 
the leading provider of financial solutions for healthcare professionals. To learn more about BHG's working capital loans, business startup loans, credit cards, and patient financing, visit bankershealthcaregroup.com.